was going to stand up on a chair, but I think I can see. I, I like to keep, them, keep a look on people. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's not when they look at their watches that, that I mind. It's when they take them off and shake them and look at them. <laughs> um, but uh, so then I know time to, time to stop. Um, I very nice to be here, actually. And there's been friends of mine from the past um, uh, to, to, that I've, I've met that I wasn't anticipating seeing, so that's really, really good. And um, could I actually, the sight of a, of a, a lady there with a, um, uh, an iPhone or a uh, would you, could you take a photograph of i tell you why, I've only <laughs> just started doing this bloody um, uh, tweeting stuff. <laughs> I, um, I just, I, you know, it's, it, it, apparently you have to keep on, every day you go put some other rubbish on. I, um, so uh, if, if you wouldn't mind making that available, and that'll be obvious that I actually was talking to somebody. <laughs> Because from where you're sitting, I could have been just, you know, standing on a stage crooning or something. Um, well, it's very nice to to, uh, to 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 see everybody here. Um, I, I've, um, of course, most of the time people think I'm David Attenborough, so I I, I always know. Actually, when they come up to me and they grasp my hand in both of theirs and they say thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I know it's not me there. Because who would thank me for all the stuff of rubbish I do? It is true that I was in Syria until about, uh, I can't think, about two or three days ago. I was taken there by the, by the Russian army, um, which uh, is as, about as sophisticated and as uh, comfortable as you might imagine the Russian army to be, i.e. not. And um, uh, we were flown down from Moscow uh, to the big Russian, vast great Russian base on the, the coast of Syria at, at Latakia, and then driven uh, in buses. That took, oh, I forget how long, uh, about eight or nine hours in a Russian transport. And then they drove us uh, an- another seven hours, I think, by bus across the face of Syria to Palmyra, um, which is not, I'm glad to say, uh, as badly smashed up as, as one might think. I mean, the fact is, of course, it looks like a disaster zone, but that's because it's been falling apart for 2,000 years. <laughs> but the, bit, the key bits that ISIS blew up uh, two, two temples and uh, uh, the, the famous arch, Victory Arch. That's um, aside from from uh, from those things. Those are the only things that uh, that that were really uh, destroyed, had been destroyed there. And that was really uh, only. It's no, not not because ISIS is such a kindly and uh, generous and nice thinking organisation. It's because the Russians. Managed to uh, to get rid of them um, and uh, you know allowed the Syrians to to sort of enter Palmyra and Chakramay, but it really was Russian bombing on the outskirts. Although Russian bombers, of course, perfectly capable of you know destroying the Victory Arch themselves. Um, well, is the world a, 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 a worse and more dangerous, more frightening place now than it was? 
Well, I, it, it's true that I have been uh, reporting on, on the world's affairs uh, for 50 years now uh, in, in different ways. That's a, a kind of depressing statistic that I can't really get out of. Um, but um, when, I, when I became a, a foreign correspondent, well, at least when I joined the BBC, because it took me a, a year or so to become a foreign correspondent, when I joined the BBC in 1966, British Empire still existed. Um, we still had uh, um, territories right across the globe. We still had Fiji and British Guiana, now Guyana, and uh, um, the uh, and um, um, the, the, one of the more ghastly areas of the world, Dubai, was also under British uh, <laughs> British control. I wish it still still were really and uh, <laughs> kept as a small um, just a little small enclave on the, on the banks of the of the river but um, anyway uh, it was it was a different world it was a much nastier world uh, in 1966 I think I'm right in saying there were 18 democracies around the world and the rest were a mixture of autocracies and outright dictatorships. Um, not very nice. Um, South America was almost uniformly, except perhaps uh, for Costa Rica and, some, and maybe Chile, uh, they were uh, the, the domain of the military dictator people with chests full of medals on, on both sides, uh, mostly for killing peasant groups in their own country. Um, Africa was almost entirely uh, composed of, of military dictatorships, some of them unpleasant. Um, now, well, Africa, people are always going on about Africa in one way or another, but you can't say that about Africa. It's not ruled by, I think there's only one military ruler in, in the whole of that vast continent, and there are some very successful, quietly successful, quietly peaceful and democratic countries uh, in, in, in Africa. And Latin America, of course, uh, doesn't... I mean, if you exclude um, uh, Cuba, uh, doesn't really have a single military dictatorship in it at all. So the world has, has moved on uh, in, in that sense. A billion people nowadays live under what we would regard as full, full democracies. And then another two billion live uh, under, under the, the next stage down, that's to say countries which can uh, elect their governments, but you know, can fringe off into the, uh, um, the elected dictatorship. But nevertheless, where people uh, can change their government by their vote, and that includes uh, Iran, for instance, which is a country where I've spent a lot of time over the years and have a, 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 a great affection for, not always for its, uh, um, for its rulers, but, uh, um, you know, it is possible to get rid of its rulers by through the, the ballot box, which is, after all, one fairly moderate way of, uh, <laughs> of uh, uh, indicating that a place is a sort of dictatorship. So... Is a, is a sort of democracy. So what I'm trying to say is that, um, yes, uh, the world is, of course, a, still a dangerous place. We've got warnings just two days ago that uh, um, 
people from Northern Ireland might come back to, to British cities and start blowing them up again, let alone the, uh, the, all the, the, the threat from supporters of ISIS. But for us, for, for people in those democracies across the world, not just in, in the, the fully developed world, but people that live in democracies are a great deal safer than they were in the past. And they're safer, apart from anything else, from external aggression. We don't live in a, in a world now where countries tend to invade each other. Of course, in 1990, Saddam Hussein uh, invaded Kuwait. Of course, in 2003, America and Britain, uh, not one of the greater moments, I think, of our history, invaded uh, Iraq. Um, in uh, 2014, uh, Russia uh, didn't exactly invade uh, Ukraine, but nevertheless managed to grab hold of, of Crimea and have kept it. That was a real kind of old-style um, uh, uh, action of, a, of what we would have regarded in the past as dictatorships. Um, and, um, you know, having just uh, uh, been in, in, in Russia, I mean, you can still see that uh, you can see very clearly the after effects uh, of, of what happened there through the, the, the trade sanctions which, uh, which exist there, um, uh, which Europe and the United States have imposed on Russia, and which, which are, are, are having quite a, quite a clear effect. I think actually the, the drop in the oil price having a much stronger effect on them, but nevertheless all these things merge in together. And you know, it, 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 it is a symbol, it's a signal of the world's disapproval of the notion that you should simply walk into somebody else's country because you like some particular part of their territory. And Russia was one of the signatories to the, the, the treaty which um, which agreed and, uh, and um, supported the boundaries of Ukraine. So for them to have walked in only less than 10 years later and taken the one bit of Ukraine that they most wanted was a pretty bad piece of work, as bad as anything, I suppose, in the, in the last 50 years. Um, well, uh, there have been others, of course. India... Um, didn't like the idea that Portugal should uh, should uh, still own Goa and sent its troops in to take it to take it back. I mean, we've had there've been quite a lot of military interventions from some un- unexpected uh, uh, countries. I mean, India being a very clear example of that. Um, but if you look at, for instance, the number of wars that are going on at the moment. Well, actually, I mean, the, there are more uh, this year than there were in 2010. Um, and that's gone up again from 10 to 14. Um, that's, quite a, uh, that's quite a jump, and not a good, not a good jump. But there was, uh, of course, internal wars, which are hideously destructive to the lives of people who live there, but they tend not to spill outside the boundaries too much. 
Um, in 2010, uh, a man called Stephen Pinker, who you may well have heard of, a, a, a psychologist, American psychologist, wrote, wrote a book in which he said uh, that actually that human human uh, society was was improving and that. The were fewer wars because we were, in a sense, getting better at governing ourselves and, and uh, um, uh, ensuring that the world, uh, the world was in a, a, a more, more controlling and less, uh, less violent and less wild place. Well, of course, poor Mr. Pinker, I mean, that is no longer, no, no sooner just sent the manuscript to his publishers than all sorts of things happened. I mean, there was the... The, the, the war which uh, eventually led to the death of Colonel Gaddafi in, in, um, uh, in Libya and uh, all sorts of other uh, things started to happen. But that's always the way of it when you write. I mean, you should never write a book with such a clear-cut uh, analysis. You know? I mean, remember Fukuyama writing about the, the death of history and how everything was going to be deeply boring from now on <laughs> because, uh, you know, the Soviet Union had collapsed. Well, you, you have to, uh, um, you just have to kind of, I suppose, grip your teeth and, uh, and, and, and just carry on writing. Uh, Fukuyama was clearly badly wrong. Uh, I think haven't noticed that he's actually used those words uh, <laughs> since, uh, since he wrote that book, but he's written other books which were perhaps slightly more acceptable. Um, but I, I think Stephen Pinker was, was right. Perhaps it, it, the moment of his publication wasn't the best, but I do think that now, I mean, my, my the uh, uh, kind of sense that, that, I, that I have of 50 years of, of reporting is that the ha- the, there is a real, a real improvement. I mean, fewer people died in the last 12 months from uh, violence of one kind or another, and that includes everything from you know domestic shootings to to uh, um, IS chopping people's heads off and so forth. Um, that that figure is 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 lower than at any stage. I think I'm right in saying in the last 30 years. Uh, it depends how you count it and so forth. But domestic violence, violence against women and children, uh, violence of all kinds to do with guns uh, in the United States now has dropped quite quite dramatically, quite sharply. Four people in a hundred thousand. Die in uh, gun crimes in in the United States. Uh, one in a hundred thousand in in Britain. The world average, I think, I'm right in saying, is six uh, per hundred thousand. But when you compare that with uh, the 1930s, for instance, okay, fine, there was the uh, the, the uh, Japanese invasion of, of China and so forth, which led to huge, huge numbers of, of deaths. But then, of course. Then through the, first, the, the Second World War and into the 50s with more kind of formal, old-fashioned wars. That's what we don't have anymore. We do not have those big colonial uh, invasions. I mean, I'm trying to leave 2003 and the invasion of Iraq aside there. Um, but we don't have that, that kind, of, uh, that kind of, 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 of action by, by government, partly because... We have 
governments which are better controlled by their people. Having said that, the greatest uh, democracy of the lot, of course, staged the invasion of, of, of Iraq, and the second, perhaps second uh, um, uh, greatest democracy was right along there, um, you know, with a smile on his stupid face. Uh, sorry, I mean, uh, perhaps I revealed too much of my opinions uh, about Tony Blair. I was, I was actually just telling Liz, I, I used to see Blair quite often, professionally, not privately, and uh, I thought, I'm bound to see him again. I must say, I must think of something really, really cutting. <laughs> really wo- wound him when I uh, when I see him next. Well, it serves me right because I was walking down a corridor in, in uh, uh, the old television centre, the BBC, and uh, suddenly, uh, without expecting, he came round a round a corner, and I bumped into him. And uh, you know, the, the mo- this really savage cutting thing, I, I, I said, "Oh, hello, Tony. I haven't seen you in ages." <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit difficult then, having started up a conversation like that, to go into yeah. swine. <laughs> um, but it, it inevitably, it seems, of course, I mean, the, 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 the life and, and work of people like me um, does lend people, uh, does, does incline people to assume that things are getting worse. We're, Things are far, far better reported now than uh, than they were at any stage in in, in the past. Better I, 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 is perhaps a, uh, a term which not everybody would agree with. Rather, more reported, more clearly reported. I I, uh, I wrote a, a book not long ago about uh, the reporting of the 20th century, and one of the elements in this, obviously, one of the big events uh, on it was the the withdrawal from um, uh, from, from Dunkirk of the British and French armies, uh, parts of them, and um, I found to my uh, amazement that there were no, there was no reporting of Dunkirk at the time. There was reporting from London of what was happening, and it was it was pretty good, and there was a clear indication of how many soldiers had been taken off that day over this period of of days when they were when they were being withdrawn. But there wasn't any first hand reporting from Dunkirk itself. There wasn't a single uh, uh, reporter correspondent on hand to see what was happening. And the most uh, the best that anybody did uh, was to send uh, I think the Daily Express. Seems hard to think of that as a newspaper nowadays, but it was, <laughs> it was a pretty good newspaper in those days. And it sent a team of of uh, a photographer and a correspondent down to uh, the, the channel ports to, to meet the soldiers and, and, and uh, find out what, what their experiences had been. That was the only, as it were, first-hand, second-hand, I suppose, reporting of Dunkirk that, as far as I could make out, was done at all. I mean, the idea that a, a major, that your entire army could be in that kind of position and that there'd be this sort of blanket that covered it. It wasn't a blanket of security. It wasn't, wasn't a, a, the, 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 the government imposed some sort of blackout on it. It was simply that um, 
there weren't any correspondence on hand. Those that had been uh, involved in, in reporting the, the fighting had simply peeled off, uh, been in one or two cases killed, uh, in other cases taken prisoner, or had managed to find a boat out and had got out themselves. It wasn't... Uh, um, you know, we live in a different world in all sorts of ways, but one of the smaller, uh, but to me, uh, moderately interesting ways is, is the, to, to note how different journalism is now. And so we do get this sense nowadays because everybody is everywhere and there's always a correspondence somewhere or another and that, that things are more violent and, and more difficult and more dangerous and so forth. Well, since the arrival of, I, of IS and ISIS, uh, it seems funny in Oxford to talk about ISIS. <laughs> um, but then I come from Cambridge, and that's very true. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, I, ISIS has made uh, my job, um, not that I'm sure it worries too much about that, but it, it may, makes it a lot more difficult. Um, I, I wouldn't have been able to go uh, to, to Palmyra without the the, uh, the the Russian army to take me. And I, I've made a kind of profession out of going to places on my own without being taken by uh, by big outfits, by armies or, or, or whatever. I, I just prefer it that way. But, I, I mean, I couldn't have persuaded the BBC to let me go uh, if the Russians hadn't taken me. And indeed, I, I wouldn't have uh, had the, uh, the, the, the courage to go myself uh, on my own, simply because various, as you'll know, various uh, journalists have had their heads cut off on, on camera, uh, aid workers. I mean, you know, it, this is an organisation which, which really does deserve the name of terrorist because it, it lives and acts through terror, through sheer terror. Um, burning people alive on camera and so forth. They, that's the, their purpose is to terrify people by the by the uh, effects of what they do. I mean, the Mongols uh, tried it rather rather effectively um, 700 years ago, um, and of course it it, it worked then. Um, so. Uh, my, my life, the life of people that, uh, um, that had to report on these things, is, is, a lot, is a lot harder at the moment. And that's quite a quick business. I mean, that's happened quickly. Um, when the Taliban, for instance, who in some ways are not that different from ISIS, except that because they come from uh, that part of, of, of Asia, and because they're the people they are, they're more humane. I'm not sure that's really quite the right word, but they're, they're, they they lack that that savagery um, that uh, that ISIS uh, has has developed and encouraged. Um, from 1996 to 2001, the Taliban ruled Afghanistan. Well, ruled is probably not quite the word, but I mean they 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 were in control there, and I went there. Quite a few times, I think six or seven times. Uh, it was always difficult. Um, apart from anything else, they uh, they said that you couldn't 
film um, anything except... Um, um, well, you couldn't film any living creature, which <laughs> an awful <laughs> left cars and buildings as long as nobody was hanging out of uh, the windows. And there was somebody there on hand all the time to make sure that you, know, you didn't have a living creature. At one, at one stage, a bird flew across. <laughs> that was out, you know, they cut that out. Um, uh, but um, I never had the slightest fear that anybody was going to uh, take me hostage and threaten to cut my head off. That wasn't the way that the Taliban worked then, and it's still not the way that they work now. And I managed... Uh, in spite of everything, to uh, get some quite good friends in, in the, the Taliban hierarchy, one or two of them still alive and whom I still make contact with. Um, it's uh, um, it's a, a different, suddenly, a, a, a different world. Will it last? You see, the other thing that my experience uh, of, of, of 50 years has shown is that these things tend not to last. I mean, you, you think of these things, you know, they, they implant themselves, they imprint themselves so heavily on everybody's experience that they kind of think there's a permanency about them that, that, that isn't. And I promise you, in five years' time, seven years' time, perhaps, <laughs> you'll think when somebody says ISIS, You'll think about a student magazine and a river again. <laughs> um, I, I, it, it, it will be in the past. What will happen? Why it will be in the past? What will have happened in the intervening years? I've got not the slightest idea. But I do think that uh, I, I'm pretty confident that it, it, it won't last. It's a, it's a short-term uh, kind of um, excitability uh, um, which has which has got support from from countries in large numbers of places, but that doesn't mean to say it's got any kind of permanence. And um, I I would I would uh, um, expect. I mean, you can already see. Well, I, I, I suppose Palmyra was a was a good example of that. Um, that they're now very much on the back foot, and I, I'm sure that Mosul there. Their uh, effective on the largest city that they control, um, that'll be that'll be lost to them quite soon, and um, uh, you know I just think that's the that's the pattern of it, and it'll it'll uh, dissolve again. But anyway, um, I've uh, probably talked as much as I ought to do. I'm very happy to take questions. I should have said that at the. At uh, the first, um, so if, I don't know if anybody does have any questions. Otherwise, we can just move on to the brandy and cigars. <laughs> <laughs> you have got brandy and cigars. <laughs>